Turn to M3 and Karen B for this week's episode of Comply on the Fly. You'll get quick and timely answers to the most common employee benefits compliance questions so you and your business can keep moving ahead. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Please seek the advice of counsel for any benefit compliance related implementation, guidance, or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B. And the Comply on the Fly question of the week is, How do I determine if an employee is full-time for ACA or Affordable Care Act purposes? Always a great question and probably sounds like a familiar question, as this introduces part two of the answer that I gave you in a previous episode, where I told you that the ACA recognizes only two methods for determining full-time status for employer shared responsibility purposes it's probably a good time to give you two reminders that employer shared responsibility only applies to employers with 50 or more employees and full-time means 30 or more hours per week. Now, back to the methods. The first method, which we discussed in a previous episode, is the monthly measurement method, essentially a determination of full-time status in real time. The other method, and the subject of this episode, is the look-back measurement method. I would say this is the preferred method for most of our clients, especially clients that have many variable hours and seasonal employees. This method is not real-time, but rather looking back over an established period of time to determine full-time status that will be locked in for another established period of time. To be more specific, this method requires an employer to establish one, a measurement period, which can be a period of time between three to 12 months. Employees' hours are tracked, then averaged at the end of this period to determine if an employee worked an average of 30 or more hours per week, and two, a stability period, during which an employee is locked in to the status of full-time or not full-time. Essentially, the measurement period is used to determine who the employer must make offers of coverage to for employer shared responsibility purposes. And just going back to that stability period, depending on what period of time an employer uses for the measurement period, the stability period has to be at least as long as the measurement period, or if the employer has chosen a measurement period that is less than six months, the minimum amount of a stability period is six months. So in addition to these two set periods of time, the measurement period and the stability period, an employer can choose to also incorporate an administrative period of up to three months in between the measurement period and the stability period in order to have time to average hours or do the math and make the required offers of coverage prior to the beginning of the stability period. As I said, this administrative period is optional, but most employers do opt to have at least one month of an administrative period to coincide with their open enrollment. This episode covered the very basics of the look-back measurement method. In subsequent episodes, we will discuss the method in greater detail and also discuss how new employees are treated when an employer uses the look back measurement method. And that is your comply on the fly question of the week. 
Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.